somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, well, Claudine Gay resigned, and uh, it turns out that her resignation was a pla- plagiarized. How do you like that? <laughs> yeah, shock. Disgraced Harvard President Gay, uh, I think six months on the job, first black uh, Harvard president, um, you know, wore the big funky black glasses, looked the part, you know, looked like a smart liberal. Everybody went the bat for her because she was pushing the DEI agenda, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And she got that affirmative action job over at Harvard and disgraced Harvard President Gay released her resignation letter. And this guy ran the letter through Grammarly's plagiarism checker. And to his surprise, it found evidence of plagiarism. So the full text of her letter is the next post in the thread here. So Grammarly says that disgraced Harvard President Gay plagiarized her resignation letter. Here is the full text so you can confirm. Office of the President, dear members of the Harvard, blah, 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 blah. So community notes preempt. I am not claiming anything other than the fact Grammarly detected plagiarism. I am not claiming that the disgraced plagiarist actually plagiarized her resignation letter. I have provided the text and the links to the thread so you can recreate the result. There. So Claudine Gay sits down to write her resignation letter, fires up ChatGBT and writes, can you write an unapologetic resignation letter that blames everyone except myself and implies that I am quitting because of racism? ChatGBT, sure, I can do that for you. Well, that's how it works, right? I did a a, uh, story over at AARP where I, I write over there 
and uh, I did one on artificial intelligence. It was uh, it was quite something. You know, I I went into uh, uh, Cyrano de Ver the uh, Ber- 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 and um, you know the whole thing where people tell whisper in your ear things that you say. You know, it's sort of like when. Uh, Biden will read off of a teleprompter and he could barely do that. And the words that he's saying, he doesn't even realize he's saying them. He's just reading words off a page. If you were to say, stop, tell me what you just actually said in your own words. He, he couldn't do it because he's just reading off of the page, not even processing the thought that went into it by his handlers. So that's, uh, that's the, the state of affairs for Claudine Gay and Harvard. And the thing is about that, too, is everybody's now talking about racism. So new left identi- identitarians like Claudine Gay discovered they could mimic forms of expertise as a means of power for their DEI activism. Her academic work is representative of a vast body of laundered research and credentials that prop up the entire DEI edifice. So this was a pretty interesting thread here where it says, in an audacious hoax project, uh, these three researchers submitted ludicrous research papers to highly esteemed journalists or journals in DEI-related fields to expose the activist racket. Seven absurd papers were published, most in top-tier journals. Journals. So here's, yeah, it's they're, they're basically they put out a video on this, and um, it's kind of interesting. Let's take a listen real quick. Hysteria. <laughs> Moon Meetings was a paper with no clear thesis. And then there's Restaurant Masculinity, which was just complicated ways to shit on men for being attracted to flirty waitresses. It cites one of our other papers. It cites one of our other papers! Okay, so they're going and having some fun with this, right? They're, they're going into it, and they're basically saying, you know, we, we made a mockery of the universities, and they bought it hook, line, and sinker. Up until now, laundering poorly researched ideology through peer review to secure legitimacy among elites had a cultural force field around it. Activists, scholars, and their students would level relentless and homonym attacks and accusations of isms at anyone who questioned their authority, questioned their legitimacy. The force field seems to be semi-permeable uh, per- now. So it says here, racist mobs won't stop until they toppled all black people from positions of power. That's kind of the theme that's going on there in response to this firing or resignation of the plagiar- plagiarist president over at Harvard. So, you know, 
She was a fundamentally a DEI activist stepping down from the top job at the most prestigious university in the world is a major development. She's likely to become a template to take down much more of the harmful activist infrastructure. Well, this is a really a blow to the DEI movement because it's been now exposed as a real fraud. Um, Christopher Rufo says, I am contributing an initial $10,000 to a plagiarism hunting fund. We will expose the rot in the Ivy League and restore truth rather than racialist ideology as the highest principle in academic life. Well, you know, I did some research on this too. On TikTok, for example, a lot of those weird like nose ring, uh, funky glasses, purple hair, so-called teachers that want to molest your children are actually not even teachers at all. They're actors. They're paid influencers by Soros-supported, uh, funded uh, NGOs and nonprofit groups that basically go out and sell perpetual ideas, uh, perpetuate ideas. They ser- serve... They... they uh, s- uh, they disperse a whole bunch of radical ideas to get them to be sort of like a norm, uh, to, to create a trend, to create a trending movement. Uh, but it's not based on reality. It's manufactured. But, you know, people that can work with AI and, uh, you know, and tell AI what they want, you can have AI produce a whole bunch of posts. And that's what's happening is, you know, you mix bots with posts. You could even do, um, you know, with AI, just YouTube this, but you can artificial intelligence, you could use artificial intelligence to create an image of a person. Like they're doing that on image Instagram now where they're creating a whole fictitious person they're creating all kinds of party scenes at bars and restaurants where you get all these beautiful, attractive, young, dynamic people to look like they're having so much fun. And they're not real. They're, they're created from artificial intelligence. I mean, it's, it's the thing that, that, that's being done now. And people are making lots of money off of this so-called fraud it's not really fraud, though, if it's legal, but um, it's, to me, it's unethical. And again, th- this is where we're heading, though. We're heading to a whole new universe of mind control and and MKUltra on steroids, to be honest. So, but it goes both ways. And the thing is, is that this DEI BS and what's been happening in the universities behind the ivory towers is just a total fraud, fake as can be. They have endowments that are worth billions of dollars, and they're just living off of borrowed money or hand-me-down money. But... um, the media sells it. The media sells whatever their agenda is. That's what they're selling. 
Al Sharpton, for example, weighed in on the Claudine Gay thing. He said she lost her job due to racism. Isn't it likely true that she got her job because of racism? Al Sharpton? How about that? Maybe she she should have never had the job in the first place. Maybe that's it. And maybe because of the Al Sharptons of the world and the BS that's going on from the media selling these lies, that blacks and Hispanics for Trump 2024 is at a all-time high. New poll, Democrats are driving their base away in a mass exodus. How do you like that? That Trump, the martyr, Trump looks more like them now because he's being crucified and persecuted by the power elite and the government. Where do you hear some of the audio I have for you today? And the kind of manipulation of government on its own people as seen through the eyes of someone like Klaus Schwab or Larry Fink. So former Harvard President Claudine Gay has been accused of over 50 instances of plagiarism throughout her career, some of which have been confirmed by left-leaning sources. She is responsible for the choices she made to commit academic fraud. Despite this, progressives have flooded X Twitter with posts gaslighting the public by suggesting her resignation is due to racism, white supremacy, anti-blackness, and being the target of a right-wing attack. Now, they got away with this before, didn't they? But they're losing this argument now. That's the difference. The difference is they can't sell their lies in the face of such blatant plagiarism. They bit off more than they could chew. They hired the biggest loser on the planet, like Claudine Gay. And they put her up there, sort of like Joe Biden. You can't hide the fact that he's got dementia. You can't hide the fact that he's an evil man. You can't hide the fact that he's got a derelict son. You can't hide any of this. The guy can't string sentences together. You can't hide the fact that he couldn't shine Trump's shoes if you paid him, that he's never held a job, he's never made a payroll, he's never ran a business. He's just milked the taxpayers for all the, all he could as a government employee that got rich and lives in million-dollar mansions. How do you explain that, by the way? A public servant is not living large like Joe Biden is. How did, where did he get all this money? You know, they did this poll and they were looking at the top stock investors in Congress. And it's pretty equal uh, between Republicans and uh, Democrats. It's uniparty. But the insider trading is undeniable. I mean, let's face it, Nancy Pelosi's not the sharpest tool in the shed. And yet she is one of the kingpin stock pickers on the planet. How, how in the world did that happen? 
So, like, if you read this uh, sheet, all these people were basically saying, Harvard once again seizing the opportunity to lead from behind and crumble to the fascists out of fear of looking bad. Good job, guys. Way to be used. So pay close attention to how many times DEI, critical race theory, woke, and reverse racism are being bandied about by those celebrating news of Claudine Gay's resignation as Harvard president. This was never about plagiarism or anti-Semitism for most of these folks. Well, they're the ones that made it about race. They're the ones that hired her because of race. Certainly wasn't her skill set. And it's just become so obvious. These people couldn't answer a question about uh, the extermination of Jews as whether or not that was a, a part of the uh, public policy at the university. Do they have any remedies for that? Is that considered hate speech? They couldn't say it because they're paid so well by Qatar, Qatar, and the Hamas Palestinians that basically that's Qatar is, you know, they have their largest swath of population is Hamas and Palestinians. And that's why, you know, the um, Abraham Accords were such a big deal. And that's why Trump was such a, such a boss with respect to the Middle East peace agreement, the Abraham Accords. Normalizing, normalizing relations with Israel was to basically say Israel is a state and that they have a right to exist, and that they are a democracy, and that uh, normalizing relations between with trade between the Arab states and Israel was part of the Abraham Accord agreement. And the fact that the Palestinians refused to go to the negotiating table, they were left on the side of the field without a ball, going broke, like Iran was going broke. And then all of a sudden, Biden gives them, well, it was $150 billion that was released to the Iranians um, under John Kerry and Barack Obama. And Zarif... You know, their foreign minister over there was like jubilant. And then John Kerry went and he was he had he had some relations with Zarif through a marriage or something. And he was good friends with Zarif and he was basically telling Zarif that Trump is gonna get impeached and just stay the course. We'll we'll seize power back one way or the other. I mean, tell me that's not a Logan Act violation, right? And they tried to get Trump on that. But John Kerry was sabotaging American foreign policy behind enemy lines. And then once they got the power back through all the different uh, uh, rigging and crime... Uh, the election rigging, the impeachment hoaxes, the Russian hoaxes, the Jussie Smollett hoaxes, all the BS that was going on from the left that the media perpetuated and pushed took its toll eventually somehow 
because people are sheep out there that just buy everything that Don Lamont and and Chris Como sold them. They were always wrong, but nevertheless, that's the news source. Now all those people are pretty much gone now, but they've they've expend, they've exhausted all their equity, and they're gone. But you know the thing is, is that they 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 did that and they got the power back. And next thing you know, Iran gets six billion more dollars just a couple of months ago, and then sure enough, they bomb Israel using that money to do it. And these professors couldn't denounce it. And still you have this movement where these Muslims are praying in the streets, trying to make themselves known, virtue signaling, all over London and all over Paris and all over uh, Milan. They just showed a video of the Palestinians in Milan. They were all men chanting in the streets. Milan had been completely taken over. I say, get rid of them all, put them back in that sand pit where they belong and have them kill each other for all I care. But get them the heck out of the West because this is basically globalism that's using the Muslims as an army to crucify and attack and annihilate Christians. It's a great question, Katie, uh, not Katie Hobbs, um, uh, Katie Hopkins. And um, she said, why do Muslims never go to another Muslim country? They always go to a Christian country because Christians, you know, are welcoming, pleasant, and uh, tolerant. So, Here's another thing about the Harvard president. Harvard, uh, the New York Times, and other elite institutions say they're about the truth, but they're not. Over the last few weeks, they've been caught spreading lies. The power of woke totalitarianism, like all totalitarianism, lies in the manipulation of language and emotion. So Harvard's president, Claudine Gay, has resigned after being caught plagiarizing some. She came to power by weaponizing diversity, equity, and inclusion and trying to force out and trumped uh, on trumped-up charges a black economist for his unwoke research on racial equity and, uh, and policing. So she was uh, crucifying others, but she didn't want to... Uh, she didn't want to take she didn't want to resign. She went kicking and screaming. But the truth finally came true. And that's what's happening. What we're doing here on this show and what we're do- pushing is causing a lot of people to squirm. This Davos that's right around the corner that's coming up uh in mid-January. The Davos World Economic Forum annual summit. You know, they're flying from COP28 in their private jets over to Davos, getting their lap dances and buying up those escorts, services, and setting up shop, eating their steaks, flying their private jets, all so that they could hatch a plan to deny you of the simple luxuries of life, like meat or uh, mobility or freedom of speech. 
the simple things are being denied you. But they get the platform, they get the dais, they get the microphone, they get to speak, they get to eat, they get to travel, they get all the luxuries of life. Now, hey, they're rich, okay, that's fine. But they shouldn't be, they're, they're also unelected officials. They shouldn't have any impact on your life. Let them go and do, let them go and eat cake. You know, let them do whatever they want to do, but don't sit there and hatch a plan that's going to deny me my civil liberties. But that's exactly what they're about to do. Every year they do it. This year, it's about building trust. It's going to be manipulation on steroids to try to build back trust because people are skeptical and they're starting to squirm. They're starting to complain because people like me speak up every day against the globalist agenda. People like Eva Vlardingerbrook, people like Katie Hopkins, you know, people around the, the world that believe in, in freedom and smaller government do not support Larry Fink and BlackRock, World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, Tedros and the World Health Organization. We don't support any of that because they're usurping your rights from the, and wealth from the middle class. <clears throat> and they're gaslighting the American people. Take this. This is the most insane thing I've ever heard. Police are investigating a chick that got raped in the metaverse. You've heard of metaverse? It's like a virtual reality universe. Like if you put those goggles on and you get this big goggles on your face and you can be in this virtual reality state and you can wear gloves and things like that and you can feel vibrations and you can interact with people in a virtual reality setting. Apple's got a new one. You know, there's a whole bunch of this stuff coming out. About Facebook, that's that's why they called themselves Meta from Facebook because they're building a metaverse, which is basically where you could actually make a living sitting on your couch in a virtual reality world. And literally, now there's a police investigation about a re- virtual rape. It's incredible. Cartoon character has been assaulted by a cartoon character. My mind is is just blown. I'm sorry that li- that life is 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 coming to this. I think it's absolutely uh, ridiculous. Is this a good use of police time? I, honestly, when you think what we might have been discussing on our first show back together in 2024, this would not have been at the top of the list. But it's absolutely insane. Well, it's not a good use of police time when the, 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 at the moment lawyers are saying, well, there'd be no. There's been no case for any sort of conviction. You can't even call it rape. There's no, no actual penetration. You, you wear this well, headset. Well, she wasn't so, assaulted, was she? No. Well, she, well, this is the thing. So you wear a headset. If you don't know what we're talking about, you wear a headset and it looks very realistic. Some people, and hopefully the 16-year-old girl is not one of those, or under 16, will have gloves that mean you feel sensations and you can touch people in the metaverse and you would maybe feel a vibration in your hands. But the idea that any of that can be compared to rape in real life is just madness. And we need to call it out for what it is. That's the next frontier, isn't it? 
it's just going to be you're going to be arrested for a hate crime in a virtual reality setting it's unbelievable i remember 20 years ago maybe i played on this xbox league uh football and i would be talking smack with somebody i'm a grown adult and and i'm talking smack probably with an 18 year old you know like how do you like that you know touchdown you know whatever but um it was fun while it lasted. You know, I had some fun with it, but I also realized how addictive it is, and I put it aside. I was like, too addictive. Too much of a time suck. But in any case, um, it's crazy. So we got something else. White House Press Secretary, it is shameful to send illegal aliens to sanctuary cities. Are you kidding me? Let's take a listen. Putting them on flights, it is shameful that that is occurring. And instead of, if the governor really, truly wants to deal with this issue, he should talk to uh, the senators in his state. And the, 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 the busing of migrants, the putting them on flights, it is shameful that that is occurring. <laughs> it's what, what's shameful is that they're coming through our border to begin with. So it says here, this is Bill Gates, who took 37 private jet trips to Epstein Island despite lacking a medical degree, having a high carbon footprint, and having had close ties with a child trafficker, he's still hailed by the media as a morally superior climate and virus expert. That's absurd. Yeah, I would agree. So uh, here's some good news. Officer Brian Sicknick, who died on his own, the Democrats and losers... Adam, like Adam Kinsinger, are the only ones saying that Trump supporters killed police officer Brian Sicknick on January 6, 2021. We knew he died of natural causes because we look at real news, not leftist news. So judge dismisses three civil counts against Trump, other, others over death and others over death of January 6 officer Brian Sicknick. So that's kind of interesting. So here's a meme. Facts. Pedophilia is not sexual preference. And mRNA injection are not vaccines. Men are not women. Climate change is not a threat. The government is not your friend. Can we all agree that everybody, everyone that flew to Epstein Island didn't go to get uh, go there for coffee and breakfast. Can we all agree? Yeah. So the, the list is coming out, and there's some new information out, too, where there's this uh, Sarah Kellen, who is a the booker, the, the one who booked the massages and stuff. She's going to start talking, and that's going to be a big deal. Um, there's a lot happening. But we need control of the government. We need to take back control of the government. And the GOP, led by the McRhinos, well, McCarthy's gone, right? But how about um, McDaniels, the GOP chairman, chairwoman? And how about McConnell, Mitch McConnell? You know, it's a problem because all we have is the House. And we may not even have that for long. Hakeem Jeffries might get the speakership. Here we go. Majority. The GOP majority in the House is looking less and less certain ahead of the 2024 election. 
Representative Bill Johnson, a Republican from Ohio, just announced his resignation from the House. With the expulsion of Santos and McCarthy resignation, will the GOP be able to hold on? I can't believe they expelled Santos the way they did. I mean, that was just dumb. And you get the idea that they're setting this up, that they don't want the truth, that they don't want to get to the bottom of anything, and that something is happening on purpose, and it's a little bit scary, to be honest. So state Supreme Court determines that an election with as few as 11 illegal votes must be redone to protect democracy. The 2020 election featured far more than 11 illegal votes. So Louisiana perished to redo election after fraud found in race decided by one vote. That's according to The Federalist. Go over to thefederalist.com and you'll find that story. And I recommend it. That might be some interesting precedent. So here's Klaus Schwab running scared. He is frightened right now. Klaus Schwab sees this whole empire crumbling before his eyes. All right, let's take a lesson. You have this anti-system movement. What we are seeing is a revolution against the system. So, f- Oh, and by the way, the system is him. He's the system. All right? <laughs> you can't make it up. Anti-system movement. What we are seeing is a revolution against the system. So fixing the present system is not enough. Now, there is, of course, a anti-system, which is called libertarianism, which means to tear down everything which creates some kind of influence of government into private lives. Did you hear that? Hear that again. He's talking about libertarians who basically want smaller government. Okay? Stick, listen to how scary this is. He thinks that governments need to control people so well that they even need to control their minds. Look at that. Listen to this again. Everything which creates some kind of influence of government into private lives. It's demantling the system. You have libertarianism, which means... Right here. Libertarianism, which means to tear down... Libertarianism doesn't mean to tear down. What it means is that people should be stronger than the government that represents them. Libertarianism is for smaller governments, simple. But think about what the government is supposed to do. The government is supposed to serve the people. It's not supposed to overpower the people. The government should not be in control of the military over its people. Never should that ever be. And there is a document that's floating around the military right now where hundreds of military leaders, not at the top, top, but they're standing up and they're basically saying, if 
the military continues to go down the path of wokeness and transgender BS and this whole, you know, siding with the government against its own people. There's going to be a defection within the military. There's going to be a civil war within our own military that's going to stand up and fight its own. Because right now there's a divide in our own military to where half of our military is going to fight the other half. I mean, that, that's scary to think about that. That our own military will be at odds with each other. That's how bad things have gotten. But when he's talking about this libertarianism, he's talking about the fact that the libertarians want to tear down the government. And he's saying that the government needs to control the people. Everything which creates some kind of influence, influence of government, of government into, into private lives. Private lives. Wow. What a madman. What a monster. These same globalists, whether it's uh, Joe Biden or uh, even Eric Coomer. Remember Eric Coomer from the Dominion Voting Machines? So uh, here this person writes, I wish we could start earlier, but I'm confident we'll be 100% ready in January. He says this. He shows this meme. He says, Eric Coomer said this. He said, don't worry about the election. Trump's not going to win. I made effing sure of that. He's the director of strategy and security at Dominion Voting Systems. Talking on an Antifa conference call, he said that. And Joe Biden said to his union workers, we put together I think the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics, end quote. And he was talking about he and Barack. Joe Biden, corrupt and too mentally feeble to keep it quiet. He just was plain stupid. He just said the, that part out loud. So Vivek, I love what he has to say. I don't think he's ready to be president, of course, not especially not when Trump is in the room. The historical pattern with the media is lie, lie, lie again and again and again when proven to have lied, hide from accountability. So this is true and uh, poignant. Let's take a listen. I deliver a major surprise. Because many of our supporters are first-time supporters, and I think we're going to, frankly, make a lot of the media's. I, all I'm saying, one, one more thing I would say I'm looking forward to is I want, I want to have a conversation, because the historical pattern with the media is lie, lie, lie again, when proven to have lied, hide from accountability. From the Hunter Biden laptop story to the origin of COVID to the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that never was. I'm still waiting for one honest anchor in the mainstream media to just look their own audience in the eye and say, hey, I apologize. We lied to you, we got it wrong, and we'll never have this happen again. I challenge your guy, Alex, who likes to write, you know, I would say clickbaity headlines to say at least you're from a new generation of leadership. Go ahead and step up, and maybe you can do it. Or maybe, Catherine, I'd bet on you sooner to do it. But somebody needs to actually, from the next generation, heal that divide of trust between the media and the people 
I'll look forward to having that conversation with the media with what happens on January 15th. It'll be a surprise. I'll try to sweep it under the rug, try to minimize the importance of Iowa and try to set the same narrative they have been. And I think that we need to use every occasion we have to at least rebuild trust with the American public to say, here's the narrative we've set. Here's where we were proven wrong. And here's where we own accountability. That's what I would say. Yeah, I agree. Thank you, Vivek. All right. Let's take a listen to this lady. We're undergoing a soft coup under the pretext of pandemic preparedness and the biosecurity agenda. So, yeah, this is the year, too, that they're going to use science to build trust and to manipulate the mind. That's what they're going to be doing at Davos this year. So this is part of uh, the Europe. This is a woman from the European Union. Uh, Dr. Merrill Nass explains how the WHO's proposed pandemic treaty will enable the WHO to take over jurisdiction of everything in the world by saying that climate change, animals, plants, water systems, and ecosystems are all central to health. Yeah, they're including your food systems. You're hearing that word all the time. We're undergoing a soft coup. And the idea is to create a whole new set of laws and ignore the existing human rights laws and other laws under the pretext of pandemic preparedness and the biosecurity agenda. The WHO is developing through all its nations, but with the WHO directorate in the United States in charge, a pandemic treaty and amendments to the existing international health regulations that will remove the human rights protections currently Um, embedded in the IHRs, will enforce surveillance, censorship, get rid of freedom of speech, require governments to censor and only push a single narrative. Also, we will be subject, if, if they can make this work, to vaccines developed in 100 days, which the organization CEPI is planning to do. And one of the People who founded CEPI was Jeremy Farrar, who is now the chief scientist at the WHO to bring this forward. Um, other things that uh, the amendments do is to bind the state so they are no longer recommendations but enforceable edicts, uh, provide a liability shield, get rid of intellectual property rights, move supplies from one country to another, um, enforce digital passports. And the director general of WHO can demand that a pandemic or a potential pandemic exists. He can just declare it with no standards, and then countries around the world will have to obey. Uh, Also, the WHO will tell you what drugs you can and can't use in your nation once a pandemic is declared. Obviously, the budget will increase. One Health is another part of this. One Health is a concept that was created to enable the WHO, with these documents, to take over jurisdiction of everything in the world by saying that climate change, animals, plants, water systems, ecosystems are all central to health. Also embedded in this concept is a peculiar notion that humans are no longer of greater value than animals. Yeah, that's where we're heading. 
You know, I was thinking yesterday about this and uh, I was like saying to myself, I think I was watching something from the 80s and, and uh, oh, no, it was a series that was taking place in the 80s. And I just thought, man, the world was a better place then. I mean, you know, all these promises that, uh, you know, uh, for the greater good and, you know, and this is for your health and this is to make the world a better place. All this stuff that they keep on promising you, you got to ask yourself, am I better off today than I was before? You know, is this technology serving me better or is it ruining my life? And at some point, you got to take a step back and look at the world that we're living in and compare it to the world we had and try to make some sense out of it. And I I have a feeling that the answer is going to be maybe we were better off with less. You know, I mean, a lot of celebrities... Think about it. A lot of celebrities from a, you know, from a personal perspective, a lot of celebrities, they go out to Hollywood, you know, they're doing their best work in their early years and all of a sudden they have a few big hits and next thing you know, they get caught up in drugs and infidelity and uh, lavish lifestyles and you end up like Britney Spears or someone like that, uh, just a complete mental case, or hooked on drugs. And you hear these stories, you know, whether it's behind the music or some sort of, you know, tragedy where these people can't handle the fame. And, you know, in in one sense, you can say, well, okay, what's happening in that microcosm of that person that became a celebrity and self-imploded it's happening to our world because just because we have technology that allows us to automate and have artificial intelligence and create profit centers from that doesn't really mean that we should. We've been able to clone a human being for, I'd say, at least four decades. And the question was, no, you, that should be banned. That You should not be allowed to do that. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Let's take a listen to this. Katie Hopkins. If Islam is so fantastic, why do Muslims always flee to Christian countries? Why not go to Saudi or another Muslim country? Well, because Saudi Arabia actively prevents uh, their Muslim neighbors from uh, going there, and ah, the, so the UK that? government or the US why is, why is that? prevent migrants going there. Look, I'm not an ambassador for the for the Saudi government. Isn't it because Christian lands are free and tolerant and open, and isn't that the very thing that Muslims try and change when they arrive in our country? Why not go to Saudi? Why not go to another country where because when you have Muslim a kid, uh, practice, oh, people, when you have a kid uh, mm-hmm. on your hands, mm-hmm. you try to find any refuge. Literally, you would go across the Mediterranean even if you don't know how to swim. You would do anything possible for you to your old We don't see any women and children on the boats across the Med. Yeah, no, there are no women and children on those boats. And and not only that, they're all fighting age males. Um, You know, that's what's happening on our open borders. And they're going to be either slaves. It's not going to go well for them. Um, And it's not going to go well for the middle class that has to share the pie.
with all these people from uh, impoverished developing nations. You know, we're just footing the bill for this. It's to the tune of billions. I, I can't I can't help but remember uh, that they were complaining about $6 billion appropriated for a wall that Trump wanted to build. And and now we're spending $30 billion uh, like that on um, giving these people free shelter, food, health, medicine, whatever. You know, it's added up. It would make your head spin if you knew the answer to that. So here's another uh, Eva of Lardingerbrook. Let's take a listen to this uh, excerpt. America and Europe are facing incredibly similar problems. And that's because we are under attack by the same sick globalist agenda. As a result of that, my continent finds itself in rough waters. And that is, to put it mildly, Europe is being flooded with immigrants from non-Western countries. Our national identities are being destroyed and replaced. Our sovereignty is given up to bureaucrats, unelected bureaucrats, may I add, in Brussels. Our churches are closing their doors, and we are spending billions and billions of euros on a non-existing climate crisis and a war in Ukraine that isn't even ours. In fact, I would go as far as to say that we are paying for our own destruction. Yeah, that's the sad, sad part of it. Everything that I'm saying to you is happening, right? It's true. Let's take a listen to this. All of these smart devices, you know, that they sell to you to make your life easier, at least that's what they say, all of those are, first of all, not smart, but they're all they're all meant to control you. They're all meant to, to keep track of your every single move and to then, of course, have the government, you know, be able to program these things. So central bank digital currency, same thing. It's not just digital money. It's credit that you get from the government that they can take away from you at any step of the way. All of these smart devices, you know. So see, that's the world we're living in. That just underscores what it is that I am saying. And uh, let's take a listen to this. Um, This is Larry Fink. You got to hear this. And over the next 20 years, this is going to be the big change. $22 trillion are going to be moving away from baby boomers to millennials. See, that's how they can control money and people. They're going to be moving away from baby boomers who are, you know, dying off. um, And they're going to, that money's going to be shifting to millennials. And so the power of money and is going to be preceded by the power of manipulation. Are you getting that? The reason why they're trying to indoctrinate the young right now, get them now, because they're going to be tomorrow's leaders. And just like the hippie movement, all those hippies doing LSD back in the 60s and all that peace and love and and Woodstock stuff, They're all leaders now. They're all the boomers. They're all running the corporations. And that's why we have such a liberal, top-heavy totalitarianism going on there. 
and intolerant. And that's why you have this complicitness. And what they're trying to do is groom the young population who is tomorrow's leaders, who are going to be tomorrow's leaders. And that's what Larry Fink is talking about right here. The head of BlackRock. 20 years, this is going to be the big change. $22 trillion are going to be moving away from baby boomers to millennials. And I believe that will be the change. And I think it's going to be incredibly powerful. And I do believe not just through the millennials, but we are seeing strong evidence worldwide that our money owners, our asset owners, our clients are demanding us to focus on things like ESG, to focus on societal needs. And that's just not true. That's a flat out lie. Nobody wants to be taxed for some climate hoax scam enforced by environmental social governance, ESG, which is nothing but a tax regulation to get you to comply to some bogus climate hoax scam for control. He's lying to you when he says that. I do believe not just through the millennials, but we are seeing strong evidence worldwide that our money owners, our asset owners, our clients are demanding us to focus on things like ESG, to focus on societal needs. They are now looking for examples in which they can invest. And we are getting very close to document data that proves investing in those, those areas, those items, do prove to have better long-term results than a random walk. And so I do believe the power of the community. I do believe the power of society is forcing the companies to navigate. Then over the next... Yeah, it's, it's, it's totally... What you... That's total. That's a total lie. And what he's trying to say is, he, that's a dog whistle saying that these corporations, if they want BlackRock investment and sustainability and sovereignty, they're going to have to get on board with this program and we're going to be in control of uh, using climate and regulations and taxation, coercion, as the mechanism to control behavior, censorship, and compliancy with anything else that we want down the pike. That's what Larry Fink is all about. That's what BlackRock is all about. They're scum. Well, hey, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you can to help keep the Scott Adams Show commercial free. Use Red State over at mypillow.com. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye, everybody.